Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekwam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of In That Number. I'm Ray. He's Kevin. Please say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. This is episode 142. Um, and the title, Mush? We're just going with The Walking Dead because, let's face it, half of our team is just about walking on the air. Playing like The Walking Dead, yeah. Well, yeah, they're either, they're either injured or playing as if they might as well be. Exactly. The support for In That Number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, Manscaped have launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And don't forget, with Christmas just around the corner, now is the time to make your purchase. 
for this festive season. And for all our listeners, we have a very special exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at manscaped.com. But today, me and Kevin will be discussing Saturday afternoon's game at the Emirates. We've also got the usual news recap from the week uh, where we will be discussing our new signing. Uh, And then we'll bring in Tim later uh, to preview our upcoming week when we are away to Crystal Palace on Wednesday night and our return home against Brentford next Saturday, the 18th. Kevin, um, your initial thoughts from that Arsenal game? As to be expected, I think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, classic Saints, classic Arsenal. Classic Arsenal. Game for us to remember, but yeah. Yes, not really, not really at all. Um, But anyway, before we get into that, how are you doing anyway? Because, you know, Christmas is getting closer and I just want to know, are you prepared for Christmas? Are you ready for the holiday season? Uh, You know, what's what's the what's the feeling like in the Milverton house? Am I ready? Am I? You know, I'm not ready ready for Christmas. It's all two weeks before Christmas. But um, yeah, our trip is all, all but sorted just just hope that uh, nothing gets in the way covid regulation slash lockdown and don't know any shit happening getting in the way of us coming over it's just the presence isn't it you got to think up where you've got to buy people that you don't really know that well maybe i don't know but uh hey mate hey, i know my, I, I, know, I know my wife really well and i still don't know what to get her so oh bloody i've got the I've got the wife at present as well, haven't I? You might, you, you okay. better had to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, it's freezing. I mean, it's cold. I don't normally complain about the weather here because, you know, you don't come to Moscow and expect it to be eternal scorching sunshine. But mid-December, I've kind of gotten out of, uh, not gotten out of the habit, but I've, yeah, gotten a bit used to it being a bit warmer. Minus 18 today. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, in the daytime. Um, I was Freezing a bit your bits off. Wow. Nice, yeah, I was at the dentist today, so uh, and I had to walk about a mile to the bus stop and just get, just get my phone out and look at the map. I mean, my hands are just like, yeah, this whiskey's doing me a lot better. That's good. I'm glad I, I recommended the whiskey to you. That's good. Yeah, definitely. I think we're drinking quite similar whiskey. We are. We are. We. I, I mean, I, I, I normally save the whiskey for the weekends, but I definitely, definitely needed it after that performance. Yeah. Purely for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Well, a bit of both. A bit of both. But yeah, it does help. Before we get moving, uh, a reminder that if you appreciate what we do and you feel like you'd like to buy us a pint... Um, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, and also you could become a member because we've got our membership, which is live now. So we'd really appreciate it if you could, uh, yeah, just, just log on and check out the tiers. Well, we've, we've christened it, uh, tiers for beers, if you're unaware. Um, and there are lots of, lots of prizes and goodies that you get with each tier. So make sure you go on there and, uh, and take a look. And if you feel like you, you know, you want to become a member, and then go ahead. It will be really, really appreciated. Right, Kevin, um, do you want to get into the ITN news? Yeah, we've got a few things, haven't we? Yeah, OK, let's do it. 
This is ITN in that number news. Okay then, ITN news. Oh, breaking news. Just coming in. Yeah, yeah, we're still shit. <laughs> you got me worried then, Moose. Jesus. Oh no, we're still shit. It's it, it, it's it's not news. It's uh, it's a fact. We are in a relegation scrap now, and it's um, it's official. Um, but Kevin, before I mean, I'm gonna I'm I want to talk about Willy Caballero, but before. This, it's difficult to talk about him now with the performance that he put in in his debut, but I want you to forget about everything that's happened against Arsenal. Um, and, and, you know, the emergency loan for him, and tell me your initial thoughts on, on, on the business that we've done for him. I was quite excited, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, because I thought we've got... You like, a big, you like a big willy. Uh, I do love big willy. Um, I mean, I, I always sort of admired him as a keeper, uh, but... I mean, he's never, he was never, he played for some really great teams, but was never really the first choice keeper for too long. But yeah, I was excited about having someone that just wasn't Alex McCarthy. <laughs> just a, a fresh face in goal. Uh, Forster, he might deputise if, if Macca's injured or he, he's, he's there in the cups. But there's no real chance of uh, seeing, seeing him play in the Premier League. So seeing someone else, I was quite excited about it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think I think it was a good bit of business. You know, you know the fact that he's forty years old, and it's it's only a one month deal. You know that that deal will expire on on January the fifth. Um, but with age, you know, comes experience, and he's got bags of it. And you mentioned the teams that he played for, and the trophies also, because you know he's won the League Cup with Man City, Champions League, FA Cup, Europa League with Chelsea. He's also won a gold medal in Athens with Argentina as well. So bags and bags of experience and in, in big games and stuff so i think it i think it was great a great bit of business yeah and it was done so quickly as well it was yeah about what 48 hours off the match and i'm like right we've got him exactly <laughs> it was done yeah it's brilliant so yeah but then of course he had his debut yesterday which will uh saturday which we, we, we'll discuss but moving on in the news uh fa cup third round we travel to swansea city uh, so not um, Harrogate or Luton, but Swansea City uh, in the new year. And that game has now been scheduled for Saturday, the 8th of January. That's a 5.30 kickoff, and that will be live on BBC Wales. I don't know what it's live on in Moscow, Kev, but uh, I'm sure you'll find somewhere to watch it. Wow, so it to be a Christmas ding-dong here. So, uh, yeah, that day's a bank holiday. Oh, do you, fan- do you fancy a trip to Swansea? <laughs> yes. We had a lot of trips to Wales this year, haven't we? Yeah, pre-season in Swansea and Cardiff, wasn't it? And, and then, we went, then we went to Newport. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, But yeah, moving on anyway from the FA Cup, uh, we can put that aside till next year. Uh, we've got more pressing issues to discuss with the league. But um, Ralph Hasenhuttle, Kev, after his criticism of, of Alex McCarthy last week, um, we, we, we kind of took sides. I mean, you, you were more conservative with your blame saying that it was like they were both to blame i was blaming ralph for it um but he's come out and admitted um his criticism of macca was was not right um, and he said that you know if it occurred again that he would do it differently so what did you make of that I think it's admirable that you can ad- admit making a mistake because i think quite a few people were shocked in in the media and just the, the fans in general that it basically throwing them under the bus, I think, as you put it. Mm. It's not the dumb thing as a manager. So to come, to come out and say, yeah, I shouldn't have said what I said, I imagine he's apologised to, to Alex. I hope so. 
I really do oh, because yeah. yeah, it's the sort of thing that you, you whenever you're getting interviewed, you, you protect your players at all costs, and then when you get back into the locker room, it's um you know no holes barred. But it was kind of like the other way around, really. And it's, it's not as if it was a slip of the tongue. He said it in in several interviews. Um, he said it with uh, with Solon and with Match of the Day and with Sky and basically anyone who interviewed them, he was slagging off McCarthy. Mm, but yeah, he's come out and said it was wrong. So okay, mm. uh, that, that, that's that, that's uh, more reasons why you should just like. You need to have like a day before you do interviews sometimes, don't you? That's just why we don't normally broadcast straight after a match. Yeah, apart from today. Kevin, uh, Spurs coronavirus disruption. Uh, what do you know about this? Um, half their squad's out. Um, mm. The same as for Leicester. I mean, it's just after we've played Leicester. And I mean, we we thinking it was relevant to us because we're playing Spurs in two weeks' time. Yeah, 28th, isn't it? Two days after Boxing mm. Day. Yeah, I mean, imagine most of it would probably have blown over by then. Well, possibly, but there could be more from there. I don't know. And we're probably being Who, locked down by then. Do we know specific players that have been affected? No, they're not Some allowed to name these players, are they? Region. I don't know. We're just speculating again, aren't we? Hey, look, let's just, let's, let's, we're the primary source here. So let's just name eight Spurs players and say that they're the ones that are real. Let's do it. Um, Hoybier. All right, Son. Kane. Norris. Sanchez. Region. Uh, Lucas Mora. <laughs> Eric Dyer. Yes, uh, anyway, uh, Lone Watch, Kevin. Uh, Kane Ramsey's uh, crew came up against Lundaloo's Lincoln in the week. Interested in that one, right? Yeah, I hear. Uh, crew took the, took um, the win. I'm guessing that neither of them plays. <laughs> You're wrong, um, because Crew took the win, 2-0, which was surprising because they're bottom of the league. Um, no Ramsey, but Lundaloo was on the bench and he came on on the 61st minute. But yeah, 2-0 Crew. So there we go. Jake Vokings, Ross County. Uh, they played Dundee on Saturday. I mean, he came off the bench on the 22nd minute. There must have been an injury, surely. Um, and helped them to a 3-2 win over Dundee. So, uh, yep, yeah, he's uh, still getting some action, slowly but surely. Um, and Lundaloo's Lincoln, yeah, as I said, uh, they uh, the crew game, they, they lost 2-0. Uh, Cheltenham Town on Saturday came off the bench on the 65th minute, and they drew 2-2. Um, thanks to a 91st minute equaliser, but not from Nundaloo. Uh, Will Ferry, Kev, he, he's back to action finally for um, for Crawley. Came off the bench on Tuesday in a 1-1 draw at Warsaw. Um, and then Leighton Orient on Saturday, they won 2-1. And yeah, the Walston Ferry played all 90 minutes and he picked up a booking. Shocking. Uh, he's learning from his colleagues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crawley have moved up to 16th in League Two, so that that's good. Uh, Crew still bottom of League One, and Lincoln are 18th, so there we go. Uh, the B team, uh, Stoke City on Monday, they lost 3-0. I know they, they, they've turned their season around dramatically, really, haven't they? But um, this was a, a disappointing loss. But Stoke are third in the league, um, so it was going to always going to be a difficult game. Um, um, and that loss has moved them down a place to ninth now. Um, but next up, they play Arsenal uh, on Sunday. Twelfth. Yeah, we don't want that again. And the women's side had two games in the week. National League Cup against MK Dons, which they won 2-1. Um, and then a Hampshire FA Cup against the rivals Eastleigh, 8-0. But you say Derby, up next, uh, FA Cup match against them lots. 
uh, the bigger derby. Um, that is Sunday the 12th. That's tomorrow, Kev. Um, and that's a 1 p.m. kickoff. And then next week, they play them in the league. So back-to-back games with them lot up the road. So that should be interesting for the women. Yes, go on, fry them up. Yeah, could have uh, three wins against uh, local rivals in a row. Do it. Yes. Right, Kevin, uh, we have to talk about the Arsenal loss. Um, are you prepared for this? Are you prepared for a lot of anger? And I'm prepared. I'm prepared for the anger. Um, I'm not sure that I'm prepared for the experience, but we'll see what you make of that. Let's do it. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. OK, then. Uh, Saturday afternoon's game at the Emirates. Arsenal lost 3-0. Goals from Lacazette, Odegaard and Gabriel to complete the route. We'll go, we'll go starting 11 then. Uh, Willie, Willie Caballero, the new signing, straight into the action as we expected. Uh, Jack Stevens returns. Diallo in for Romeu and Armstrong in for Adams, who picked up an injury in training, which um, we'll get to in a bit. But um, Kev, are you, I mean, with, with the suspensions, with the injuries, was this, this is probably the best we could hope for really, wasn't it? Just about, I mean, I think it's a, a question of whether Stevens was fit enough to slot back into the squad um, or whether Ralph would prefer to put Lianco in there uh, with Bednarik, who was also fine. Yeah, I mean, the rest of it kind of picks itself, doesn't it? I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I like you, I, I thought that Bednarik would miss out for Lianco. I was expecting Lianco to slot straight back in there, but I don't know. Stevens, you know, you can look at the game afterwards and think, was he fit enough for it? Probably not, if I'm being honest, but it's good to see him back, nevertheless. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you'd want uh, Stevens and Lianco at the same time. No, that's 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 true. I mean, I probably, maybe Lianco and Bednarik, perhaps, but then, you know, if that's the case, when do you put Stevens back in? Now. That was it, you know. He's obviously yeah, the preferable choice to, to Lianco. Um, but Lianco did see some action, so we're all happy. I think he only saw oh. a source of action because of our forwards being injured and, and you know the change of shape. But but yeah. Oh Christ! And yeah, up, up to the match. I mean, when was that Jay injury announced? Um, a day before. Yeah, I mean, that 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 came as a surprise. I must have missed that news because. Uh, it came as a surprise to me to see Adam Armstrong instead of Jay. But yeah, uh, so the, the team, yeah, it was probably the best that we could hope for with the injuries and suspensions and stuff. But um, another awful performance, especially that second half, Kevin, but a really, really bright and promising start. It's just that second half just below par again and still can't deal with these set pieces or crosses in general, really. And um, even with a new keeper, these same problems just, just keep cropping up. Second half? Um Wow, it's the second half that that shocked you. I mean, it was just the that little Easter egg in the middle of the first half that surprised me. So we were playing so well in the first half, and just ten minutes of absolute madness with a kind of meat in the sandwich of twenty minutes of really good pressure mm. and interceptions either side. The second half, I mean, I don't know. You can, you can't look at um, each half of the the match on its own, it doesn't stand because they depend on each other. If, if we're two 0 down <laughs> at the start of the second half, um, we're not going to play the same as if, it, if we're two 0 up or, or if it's still nil nil. No, but I, I mean, I, I'd I'd expect to see some fight still. 
and I, I'd expect to see him try to limit the damage. Some fight, right? And some damage limitation, some luck, yes. Um, we also did concede again. It's only one goal. I mean, Arsenal could have had one or two more goals. Well, it, it was more Arsenal than, than Saints in the second half. When you compare that, the, the second to the first, considering the, the first 20 minutes that we had, and the shots on goal in the second half were down. Everything was down. It was, I mean, I get it. Heads drop. It's going to be. But I just want to see some fight out there. And I never I never saw any of it in the second half. And it was just, it was like they accepted defeat too early. And they were just playing out for a 3-0 loss. What's um, more disappointing? Conceding two goals when you're playing really well. Or conceding one goal when you're playing shit. I get it. I do get it. And then if you do look at it on the whole, I mean, you look at the shots and the chances that we we did create throughout. It didn't feel like a 3-0 loss because there were periods of that game where we were playing excellent, especially those first 20 minutes. But it's just those defensive errors where we just switch off and and it just lets them in. It's it's just falling to the same old Saints again, isn't it? Yeah. We don't really travel well at Arsenal at all, do we? We've never won at Highbury or the Emirates in Premier League history. And our last win was actually in 1987. I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that will continue too if we defend like that again. It's just, yeah, it's, it's easy. I mean, I want to, I want to start with some positives here because we did start the game very well and Arsenal just, well, they couldn't get going. And that was down to us because of that high press that we were doing. And, but they couldn't even get out of that half the first like five minutes. It was, it was great to see. It was it was good. It was cl- closing down their sloppy passes, and we were, we were you know forcing them into into those mistakes, and it looked promising. Yeah, Armstrong had a brilliant chance early on. Uh, Ramsdale saved it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just uh, I mean he likes to put it at the near post, right where the keeper can get it for some reason, rather than going for the far post. But not that it wasn't a decent shot. But Ram- Ramsdale had a really good match. He's a good keeper. Yes, six saves. We forced six saves from from Ramsdale today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some 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 fantastic. Um, if I say I don't know if I'm going to include that one in the fantastic saves, but that was a decent save. I mean, yeah, some of them were straight at him, but he still had to make those saves. Mm. Yeah, most of it was reactionary, but you know that the uh, keeper at the top of his game is going to make those saves. But yeah, we we but the point was, Kev, we were making those chances, we were taking those shots, and it looked positive, and it was a good pressing performance. And that um, I don't know, it just seemed like Ralph had inserted that into them that you need to press them hard and press press them fast because if you can get them if you can get them down a goal early on <laughs> then you know I mean Everton managed to bloody beat them for Christ's sake so let, let's take them but that positivity lasted for around 21 minutes and I suppose that's the problem with Ralph Ball isn't it if you you know if you don't get that press right then you know you can be exploited and on counter attacks and that's exactly what Arsenal did yeah I mean this is kind of emblematic of what we mean by being worked out that relentless pressing just gets the the better of us it's Breuer and Adamant they're, they're pressuring the back line and I sort of just counter and they managed to play around the, the press in about five seconds yeah and I think it was just see them one by one just drop in like dominoes yeah and I think it was Kyle Walker-Peters that was like yeah. He was busting down that left-hand side, wasn't it? And he was um, closing down that Arsenal passing. And when they see him out of position, that's it. You know, that, that it just goes down that side and you're going to get punished from it. It's, but a, that, it's that, a strange way to kind of overlap on the, 
the press. Um, he just speeds straight back to tackle Tommy Asu, doesn't get the ball, and then he leaves the whole of the right wing completely open to uh, to Arsenal. And it's only uh, James Ward-Prowse who's left there. He's got both now Tommy Asu running at him and Saka behind him to cover. Um, and of course, you, you can't reach either of them. And and and, that, and that's it. I mean, it's, it's that easy to to get through uh, press. Yeah, and that's that's something that Arteta's probably looked at as well. But I think the press will work if you have players that can capitalise on it. I just don't think we've got the players that that can work the system as well. I mean, it worked large stages last season because we had Danny Ings, we had that that poacher, the one who's going to you know that's going to take those chances. Don't have that this year, and that that that's what's missing. And you can do all the running around you want, and that's exactly what this team can do, and they will do that. They will run for Ralph, but are mm. they good enough to, to, to try that, to do that system, to make it work? I, I'm not so sure they are, Kevin. I just don't think... This is it. Defensively, they're not, anyway. They're, they're, they're a championship side. I mean, I want to say that they're... Um, oh, defensively, yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I, I want to say that they're physically fit enough to put it off. But, I mean, looking at the number of injuries <laughs> around and um, during this game... I guess that's possibly not true, but it's just the, the decision making really. I mean, if you're gonna gonna go for the ball there and press, you need to make sure that you know you do have cover, and that well, you're gonna get the ball at least because <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you don't, the consequences is a dire. And we weren't getting that. We weren't getting a second balls either. It's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Constantly yeah. on the back foot. Couldn't have put that about myself. But yeah, the, the, and the game was effectively over six minutes later, wasn't it, when Odegaard doubled the lead? And that was just terrible defending again. And Stevens not on the ball, I guess. And Diallo lazy there, just not getting back, just not doing his job properly. I see. I, I mean, mean, we can put the first goal down to that classic. I mean, if you do like Arsenal, you like them for that beautiful one touch football where they can create a. Um, a goal where every member of the team manages to get a touch. Uh, this one was just mean mesmerising and it's disastrous. I mean, how many chances did we have to clear an aerial ball? And just, uh, I don't know. Stick the ball up in the air in the box yeah. and we can't deal with it. That's it. That That is the problem. And yeah, it was ugly. It was just damn right ugly and to concede two goals from their first two shots as well it's just so fucking easy you know this is the question that i posed to you last week kevin i said are we too easy and too predictable to play against and yes <laughs> that's exactly what you said just simply yes and that you know you, you look at those two goals the first two goals from the two shots and that's that that is why we're where we are i mean you singled out diallo i mean he, does, he doesn't mark the body spray fella Body spray fella. Odegaard. Sounds like a brand of deodorant. Odegaard. Yeah, I suppose it does, doesn't it? <laughs> but no, he just stands there like a fucking dopey cunt. Walking dead. Um, And at half time, Mish, I mean, we had twice the amounts of shots that they did. Um, it's just, it just, we're not good enough in both boxes at the moment. Yeah. We, I mean, we both had three shots on target, right? And we had also three shots off target. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, six I think it was like 49% to us, if I recall. Yeah, you wouldn't believe that. That's practically even. Uh, by the end of the game, it was 62-38. But again, at half-time, just take... I don't care about the end of the game, because they, they beat us comfortably. But look at that at half-time. Considering we played 
outplayed them for 20 minutes in that game and we outshot them by double. The fact that we didn't score and the fact that they scored twice from two shots just shows that we are not good enough in both boxes. Defensively, we are, we are, I'm, I'm going to say it so many times in this pod, but defensively, we're a championship side and we just, I, I just think that we need to get Armstrong firing because we know he's got it in his arsenal, no pun intended. Um, but uh-huh. it's just unlocking it, isn't it? And it might be, it might be the fact that we both, we've got confident strikers because we know what Shea's like. We know he's streaky at best. Yeah. I think maybe it's time to bring back Perot and just see. What, up front? Because <laughs> that's what we need. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we're talking about the defence. I'm just thinking, what, what is our best, our, our ideal centre back pairing at the moment? I, I don't know, to be honest. I think everyone's got flaws, haven't they? That are outweighing their positives at the moment. I don't know. Salisu's definitely got to be one of them, right? Yeah. And the way that Bednarik's playing, I, I don't think he is that and that person anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think Lianko or Stevens. I don't know because it's easy to put point the finger at Stevens for this game, but you know he's not match fit yet. He's just coming back in from his injury, and we still don't really know what he's got this season. So we need to give him a little bit more time. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of that sort of miscommunication um, where the ball comes across for the second goal and neither Jack fucking Stevens or Bert Narek seems to know which of them's supposed to head it. Schoolboy stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you hope that... I mean, he wasn't totally shit, wasn't he? No, no, no. I mean, he did have some, some blocks and clearances and stuff, but, but yeah, it's just those defensive... You switch off on those crucial areas and, and Arsenal are going to punish you. But the third goal was another example of that. It was another disaster. It was Caballero not dealing with the corner. He's definitely slotted into this side, isn't he? He's just slotted in seamlessly. He's, you know, learned by doing. <laughs> he's, uh, he's fitting right in. Yeah, you need someone to replace Alex McCarthy. We've got just the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be like he's, he was never never out of the team it's like yeah it's like a 40 year old racker that's what we've got and then I think after that point Kev I think Arsenal just definitely tried to whip the ball into the box a lot more from there because they knew they were getting joy out of it it's just like if the defenders can't deal with it which 90% of the time they can't the, def- the keeper's certainly not going to deal with it so let's just have a stab at that you know and then it was at that point where I just thought I just felt they gave up. And this is where it brings me back to the point that I made you know, at the top of the show, that there was no fight. I just felt that they gave up. and Well, they may as well, they may as well have just walked off the pitch at that point because there was nothing there. And not really. Um, I, I think it's maybe not entirely down to the performance, maybe. I mean, there, there were we, we had a, a few things going on in, in the match just to kind of throw us off a couple of unexpected injuries that left us really, I mean, it's, we, we ended the match with what, Redmond and, and, uh, Teller, the Nathans. Teller up top. Yeah, and, and, and while, while we're on that, yeah, the, 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 the injuries, they, obviously they made matters worse because, I mean, because we already lost Che, uh, pre-game and we lost, um, Armstrong in the first half and then Broyer too, you know, he was holding his hammy and it, it just seems like there's an attack crisis now like like there is a goalie crisis and two Nathans up front um Adams and, and Breyer with with the hammies Adams injury actually Kev um is quite complex according to Ralph he said after the game and so that I, I don't know what that means for the rest of them for the rest of the year I could say I I, I don't know because you know hamstrings are at least two or three weeks aren't they and if it's complex 
I mean, what does that mean? That's really cryptic. It's it's a, it's a complex in, injury. Does that mean it's multiple injuries at the same time? Possibly. I, I have no idea. Um, and I, I don't know what this means going forward now because we've got you know we've got Palace coming in at Wednesday and, and and you know Brentford next next Saturday. But what does that mean? Theo coming back into the side up front with Redmond. I don't know. Uh, just is there any other goal shy strikers that we already have on this already goal shy team? I mean I don't know. I don't know Shane what the solution. Oh, yeah, Shane Long, of course. Yeah. This does mean Shane Long's going to have to start, doesn't it? Quite possibly. I mean, <laughs> a couple of the oldies, uh, Walcott and Shane Long. Fucking hell. At this rate, Caballero's going to start up front. Uh, no, yeah, we can't I'm, do that because we haven't got any goalkeepers either. <laughs> so, oh. Long and Redmond. I mean, it's going to be Redmond and somebody, I think. Well, we we need Stuart Armstrong to come back in. and, and say, yeah, we, yeah, exactly, yeah. We need Stuart Armstrong to come back into that midfield to, to take the place of Redmond. If Redmond's going to come and play up top, I mean, we need Gineppo to come back in for a little bit more oomph. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. that means Oyunusi starting. Possibly. Oh, I guess it just comes down to this, Kevin. Would you rather have Theo or Elianusi starting? Yeah, Elianusi. <laughs> Probably. But there's signs that... Not on start... merit. No, of course not. No, because he was quiet today when he came on. Um, but there, there are signs that we're starting to unravel now. The, the squad is being stretched already. And, and like I said, two games in the week, two crucial games in the week that we should be looking at. And getting six points from, we have to look at and, and think we're going to get six points. But with these injuries now, I, I just don't know what what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stop. I mean, back back to the, back to the game. I mean, Arsenal just completely battered us for about what twenty twenty five minutes before they just like Saints gave up and kind of settled in for that three 0 odd chance now and then. I mean, Redmond's, um had a, got a decent shot off towards That's the end right. of the second half. Forced to save, yeah. Um, Teller also forced to save out of Ramsdale as well in the second half. I mean, it's not as if it was, you know, completely one-sided in the second half. It was weak but, shots, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we weren't pressuring like we did in the first half because, well, we never do, do we? No, yeah, and it was from... But, I mean, I, I know you said we didn't have the chances and stuff. You had those two shots that you mentioned, Teller and, and Redmond, but I just thought the lack of fight there was obvious and... And I just wanted to, I just wanted to see us defend and keep it at three at that point and just, just have a go at them. But then there was nothing. It was, it was a really, really poor, well, last 20 minutes or so. It was just, I wanted the, wanted the whistle to go off. I just don't want to watch this anymore. Can't deal with this. Caballero then, a debut to forget. Do you know, it was his first Premier League appearance since September 2020 and so say he's 40 and, <laughs> You do have to say he's done well to stay in shape. But before the first one went in, he, I don't know, I was, I was watching him quite a lot because he did appear quite vocal. He looked like that like natural leader to someone to shout and scream at the, at the back four. Um, and it looks like a role that he could really, really relish as well. And you mentioned that you were uh, quite, uh, you know, a fan of his and stuff. And his shot stopping was, was fine and... It was just his dealing with the crosses and his clearances. They were just not great, were they? And and let's not forget, you know, there was a there was a corner that came in that, that he put in the back of the net and it was flagged offside. So he he missed that one too, and he was lucky to get away with that. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, you know, a few minutes later, the exact same cross comes in. And he doesn't get to that either, and they score. <laughs> luckily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there was a really weird moment. He 
um, played a really poor either a goal kick or just just um, like a clearance and played it straight to an Arsenal player and it was it was Saka gets a shot off but he manages to save it with his knee and mm, save that's it right Paris. yeah yeah that was the clearance that wasn't was it just, yeah yeah it was a really really like. That was a low point. Yeah, not looking good. I mean, let, let's put it down to nerves. Let's brush that one off. Um, we were expecting this one. Um, he's going to be starting again against Palace, so um, he's going to have a blinding game against Palace. He's going to save a penalty. He's going to be brilliant, and he's going to be, you know, a forever saint after that game. Just you wait and see. Yeah. How's that for optimism? Did that work? Did you believe that? All right. Yeah. He's, he's going he's to save a Wilf Sahar penalty. <laughs> um, and his reaction is going to be so immense that Zahar's going to get sent off. <laughs> okay, there's our predictions for the next one. Jack Stevens, Kevin, how did you feel he performed? Overall, I thought he was good. Like I said, that second mm. goal, bit of miscommunication there. Um, but yeah, I mean, fairly impressive. So he's not the re- replacement, is he? I think he's maybe one of your first choice centre backs. On his day, mm, yeah, I, that's that's a sad fact, though, isn't it? Um, I don't think so. I mean, his, his distribution was was really good. I mean, I, I can't remember exactly who and when to, but um, a few times his trademark balls over the midfield found Redmond or or Taylor. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough day for him, wasn't it? Because. Yeah, he, the second goal, yeah, he wasn't quite alert for you. You said miscommunication, yeah. You could put that down to not being match fit, but I mean, he does make errors like that frequently, anyway. But you know, when he's on his game, he had stretches last season where he was incredible. And yeah, I, I don't doubt that he is probably well. He's up there, isn't he, as as a centre back? And it's definitely great to have him back. Yeah, I I, I really really want to see Jack Stevens have a good stretch in the side, and I, I want to see him maybe with with Salisu. Um, which we probably will see on Wednesday night. Um, and, and Bednarik needs to take a seat for a bit, I think. Yeah, and Diallo, wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the odd, the odd good moment, but yeah, defensively poor. I mean, he kept giving the ball away cheaply again. Oh, he was terrible when he gave the ball. He, on the ball, he was awful. I don't know how he played 90 minutes. He always does, though, when he starts, which is surprising. I think it's just the Ralph's. So sort of afraid that we're going to get another injury, but that's what that's what the substitutions are there for these days. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it is difficult to move on from this now, but because it, it, it seems like I say this all the time, you know, you just got to you know strike it off and move on to the next one. But in reality, it is what we expected. It's exactly what you expected, actually, and you know, you you can blame it on the injuries, the suspensions. Um, and it's at a ground that we don't win at. But the sad fact is, Kevin, that I just don't think we've had enough fight in us. And I just think the defeat was accepted. And we never even looked like scoring. And, and when you don't score enough goals and you can't defend, you can't defend these set pieces and you're lazy and tracking back, you get the ball away when you've got possession. This, this league is brutal. And we just got to hope that we can find three teams that are worse than us. Uh, um, I think, I don't think that's quite fair. I think we we did have the chances there. Uh, Armstrong, Breyer, Teller, Redmond didn't make the most of them. I think if we'd had a fit J, we probably could have got one at least. I, I think, don't know what our XG looks like. No, I don't. But I think if we had have had the first goal, yes, definitely. 
because we we were playing like we we could have scored that first goal. Mm. But so until that first twenty minutes, yeah, yeah, it was great. But from that, from the moment that second goal went in, it was just like, well, you might as well just turn it off because it's 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 not going to get any better than this. I think we got back into it. No, we didn't though, did we? We didn't score. We didn't have enough shots. Didn't create enough. We lost three now. Yeah, defensively. No, I, I just, I, I just think Arsenal didn't really have to, did they? They didn't really have to do anything after they were three 0 up. It was just the second half for them was a, was a breeze. And I think if they had been, mm-hmm. you know, if it had been the other way around, then you know Arsenal were, were going for it, and, you know, they could have scored a hat for. Yeah. And that's that's what I worry about for the rest of the season because you know that, there's a blueprint. There. There's a clear blueprint on how you beat us. And everyone, I mean, Norwich can exploit that. It's it's a worry, and it, it, I, I shouldn't be. We shouldn't be worrying about it at this stage, really, should we? When you look at the league table and you see that, you know, Brentford are ninth in the league, and we're so far behind them. I mean, who would have thought that? I mean, we were six points. That's a lot, isn't it? Really, when you when you've only won three games. But I mean, that's the difference between us and the next place team. Uh, well, we're level with uh, with Palace, aren't we? Um, and we're three points clear of Watford. Who are another three points clear of Burnley? Yeah, so okay, but there's yeah two places to the relegation zone, six points. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at this table now. I'm looking at the teams below us and thinking, shit, who have they got next week? And I didn't think I'd be doing that at this stage. But um, I mean, it's almost as if we have to take six points next week now, though, isn't it? Surely. Let that please be the case. We'll have Ramo back. He'll kick the shit out of the Palace midfields and Brentford won't know what I hit. I mean, I, I will say this. We have got some good performances left in this season. This team has got some good performances left. I'm sure they have. And let's hope that they can go. I mean, if they pick up six points next week, we won't, be, we won't even be talking about this, will we? It will just be oh, a little bit of a blip. But we're okay. Six points from now, you know, how far up will we be? Mid-table thereabouts. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, that's doable. I think it's doable. Whether we will or not, I don't know. Um, Stats, Kevin, have you got any stats? Anything that stands out for you? Uh, uh, Just the the way we were equal in possession in the first half and just how we let Arsenal dominate in the second half. Um, Well, yeah, in the end, we had uh, 11 shots to their 15. like I said, 38% possession to their 62. Mm. Eight corners to their nine. Not that we did anything with ours at all. No, we started to play short at first, didn't we? Um, and then we yeah. decided, yeah, let's put the ball in the box. Let's try and get ahead on it. Weird sort of avant-garde techniques on the corners. But it, rather than having I mean, it worked against Leicester, didn't it? Yeah. And they I tried it against tried it against Brighton and it didn't work. So they thought, well, okay, so let's 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 mix it up a bit. So I think they did and then it didn't work and I thought, okay, well just whip it in. Um Kevin, man of the match for you? Um Teller. Hey. Okay, yeah, I'm doing the same, mate. I just think during during that opening spell of the game when 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 we all looked good, I mean he had a couple of shots there, then he had a couple of runs, he found some space and Okay, he had some weak efforts, but you know, at least he had some, and uh, you know that's and that's what it's come to. I think you're picking the best of of a bad bunch like that, and I just think, yeah, he he was he wasn't he wasn't bad, was he? No, he, he, yeah, he was I good. I think he's you say a bad bunch, but I mean he he wasn't uh, he wasn't bad. A little bit unfortunate, a little bit nervous. Yeah, possibly he's up against his old club and you know at the Emirates. 
Um, fine, but I think he, he challenged Ramsdale more than anyone else in the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, he was... I question his decision making sometimes. There was an occasion where he was down the wing and he could have released. Um, I think it was probably Redmond, um, and he didn't. He decided to go with it and lost the ball. And that, that will come, wouldn't it? When he's playing more, he's still young, and decision making will, will, will come. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so that that leaves us sixteenth, sixteen points, uh, three wins, seven draws, six losses, three points clear of Watford uh, with Palace and Brentford next week. Palace eleven on points with us, by the way, and uh, Brentford are four points better off. Yeah, do you realise we, we're playing five London teams back to back? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. So Arsenal, Palace, Brentford, Palace, West Ham, Brentford. Spurs. Yeah. I didn't realise that. That's an interesting one. Yes, and, and speaking of uh, Crystal Palace and Brentford, shall we uh, discuss them with Tim? Yes, let's get disgusting. This is Klaus Lundekram, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay, with us now to preview both games next week, we have... Tim Bizance, T Bizzle. Uh, Tim, how are you? Well, fucking Saints ruined my day, but beyond that, everything else is going all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that always happens, doesn't it? Bastards. And it doesn't always happen. It just, it just hurt. Today, the last two games have hurt uh, more so than they probably should. Um, but that's how you know you're becoming a dedicated fan is that your your entire day and maybe even the re- next couple of days are ruined because your team was shit on the weekend. But I mean, the the good news is that we we get a chance to put it right. I guess we can we can move on from it. It was what we expected. It's definitely what you two guys expected. Uh, two games next week, two winnable games next week. I feel uh, Crystal Palace on Wednesday and Brentford on Saturday. So we'll start with the Wednesday game then uh, the trip to Selhurst Park. On Wednesday, the 15th of December, it's a 7.30 kickoff, and that is live on BT Sports. Uh, nickname? Eagles. Eagles. The Glaziers. <laughs> uh, famous fans? Rebecca Lowe. Eddie Izzard. Rebecca Lowe and Eddie Izzard. Yes, well done, both of you. I mean, I did say Eddie Izzard the last time you asked me, but... Did you? Yeah. Was that last season? I can't remember that. I think maybe the season before that even. Well, there you go. See, I can't remember. Uh, have you got any more? No. No? Okay. So I've got, Le- I've got Liam Neeson. Right. Uh, Irish. Ronnie Corbett. Uh, Neil Morrissey. Joe Brand. James Buckley. Neil Morrissey. Neil Morrissey, yeah. James Buckley and Harry Enfield. So Neil Morrissey and Harry Enfield were both in... Uh, remember him badly, but they're both Palace fans. I thought Neil Morrissey was from Stoke. Yeah. Oh no, he was born in Stafford, but nevertheless, he he's... well that, 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 that's the same county, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, all right, but it's not Stoke. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, he's um he's a Crystal Palace fan. Anyway, moving on then, Tim Palace then coming off a loss against Man United, um, and they play Everton tomorrow, uh, and that's a two thirty kickoff. They're 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 level on points with us, Tim. Uh, we have to go to their place. Not exactly a happy hunting ground for us. I mean, I'm I'm st- I'm feeling fairly confident on this one that we can actually get a result. What about you? Yes, <clears throat> I would say so. Um, they Palace has lost the last three games. Uh, they've lost United and Leeds in the last two games, one zero. So it looks like their attack is faltering, just like ours is. So. Seeing that, we definitely have the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, a few weeks ago, I would have 
probably said it's going to be a tough game, but the wheels do seem to have fallen off the Crystal Palace come. Which is, which is nice. Unfortunately, uh, we've lost quite a lot of players. Uh, goalkeeping crisis, and we've lost part of the spine of our team. So, And we've got no attacking options. Yeah, that so makes it doubly difficult. So uh, this is going to be a difficult one to preview for you, Tim. So how how do you see this game unfolding without <laughs> the keepers, without the strikers? You know, what what the hell are we going to do on Wednesday night? Yeah, I know. Uh, they've got actually a few good signings this year. Uh, let's talk about Connor Gallagher, uh, who's been well, obviously a Premier League, uh, excuse me, a fantasy Premier League top player. So if you don't have him on your team, do recommend uh, Guehi, who's a center back from Chelsea, uh, who they just signed for, who has had a fantastic year at Swansea City, and then last, lastly, they signed Os- uh, Odesan Edouard from. Uh, Celtic, who's a striker, who's been primarily riding the bench, unfortunately, which is crazy to think about, as you'd think he would have surpl- uh, surpassed uh, Benteke and Andre Ayew, I'm sorry, Jordan Ayew, uh, not Andre, uh, Jordan Ayew uh, up top, but he hasn't. So he's been on the bench. Uh, so what's, who's, who should we watch out for? It's going to be Sam uh, Connor Gallagher. Uh, we have to watch out for him. Uh, he's fantastic. And so with his being attacking midfield and riding a 4-3-3, sometimes they overlap, but he's either primarily set up uh, a little bit towards the left or at- attacking. Uh, so I'm picking Romeu is the option because he'll come right slide back in to the lineup here, and Connor Gallagher is going to be the guy to watch out for. Um, nonetheless, uh, they've lined up in like a 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 hybrid, a little bit of everything. Uh, seeing that, we know we've got Guida uh, in goal. He can stand on his head every now and then and play pretty well. <clears throat> they've got Tyreek Mitchell on the left, uh, Guihi, and Tompkins, where Anderson, Joaquin Anderson is also one of their signings. Uh, Anderson's been out for a little while. Mm. And then Nathaniel Klein being the right back. Um <clears throat> Abriche Ese, who had a really good end of the year last year, and then all of a sudden uh, he tore his Achilles over in, a, in a practice session, which was absolutely terrible. Um, but he's been slowly getting himself back in the lineup. Did not start most recently against Man United, but has got himself in. Uh, Chike Koyate Jeffrey, and, um, and Schlup, alongside, of course, uh, Wilfred Zaha, Benteke, uh, Jordan Ayew. And lastly, one of our uh, signings from... Uh, Michael Elise, so he's from Reading, and uh, once again, he's been off the bench, so a little bit of options here. They don't don't have any injury crisis outside of uh, just that uh, Joakim Anderson at center back, so we'll see how they rotate, and we'll see what happens with them with Everton, see how they line up. That'll kind of give us a better picture. Uh, what's the big, what's bigger question is us. What are we going to do? And <clears throat> fortunately for us, we've got Salisu and Romeo to slot back in. Uh, I mean, are we going to start Harry Lewis over Caballero? Because it doesn't look like Forster is going to come back. Uh, we're looking at McCarthy being out for three to four weeks. Wow. I don't know what to think. So uh, I'm going to go with Caballero on goal. And Salisu will slot back in alongside, I think it's going to be Bednarik. Um, I do like, uh, you know, no, no, no Stevens. No. Um, I, I take that back. I'm t- take that back. Salisu matches up with Bednarik. Um, <clears throat> with uh, I figure like there's a more of a ball playing center back, and that's your Stevens Alianco, and then you've got your no nonsense uh, center back, and that's Salisu and Bednarik. I think Salisu will match up with Stevens, 
alongside KWP, who solidified that left backside alongside Livermento. I hope he gets a break, but it doesn't sound like he's just going to, they were just going to keep playing him. JWP, Romeo, and then the rotation attacking mid, it's going to be a toss up. Uh, Redmond, who I think actually was probably one of the few good people, or at least had some positives on the field today. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be, he should be there. And then, you know, Elianusi was flat. Tello was, you know, he had some progressive movements, but was diving a little bit here and there. Um, and then who, who's going to be up top? Because Redmond and, uh, Tella finished up top for us with Broya coming off a little bit injured, Adam Armstrong coming off, Che Adams. Uh, who, who do we got? So are we going to rotate? Are, are we putting Schlong in? Shane Long. We'll I find think, out. Um, I think we are. I think we have to. I think we have to go with Shane and I think we have to go with Redmond and then we just have to go with Elianusi maybe and, and Teller on the wings. Or we've, or to Gineppo, because yeah. when, with him being out, uh, his out being out was not injury related, it was personal related, mm-hmm. didn't explain more. Um, but I think Gineppo, this is a chance for Gineppo to be able to apply, provide some flair. Well, yeah, I hope so. I do hope so. Um, okay then, uh, predictions. Uh, I'll go first on this one then. I mean, I, it's quite a tough one because, I, I want to be positive on this, and I want to say that we can turn this around now because I, I do believe that Crystal Palace—they're not—they're not a great side. But I also think that you know, if we play like we did today, then that they will have us, and we don't normally play well at Crystal Palace. So I, I'm going to take a draw. Uh, I'm going to go one-one. Goodness me, I have exactly the same one-one. I think it's going to be a similar game to the Brighton one. Mm, yeah, me too. Um, Tim, what about you? Zero zero. I don't see anybody scoring here. I think we're going to sit back and try to get some, try to get a result. And they seem pretty flat. They'll have more chances than we will, but it's going to be zero zero. Okay, that's cool. Um, Alex uh, thinks we're going to win two nil. Uh, well, Gemma's going for her usual nil nil. Yeah, that's his richtig. Might as well just copy and paste that in for future results. Yeah, I just, um, just, just to stop you there as well. She's also going nil nil Brentford. She's being very stuck. Okay. <laughs> you do ask her each time. I do ask her each time, yeah. Although I did say to her this week, like, there's two games this week. She went nil nil. I was like, you don't even know we're playing. But I don't care. It's nil nil. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's fine. I'll tell you anyway. It's Palace and Brentford. She was like, yeah, nil nil. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that was exactly our conversation. Um, but anyway, uh, Marina, Arsenal. That's not Arsenal, sorry. Fucking hell. Yeah, what's she Marina, going for the Arsenal score? <laughs> Marina, unbelievably, um, has gone for 3-0 Arsenal. <laughs> no, uh, Crystal Palace for Marina. Um, she thinks we're going to win 2-1 at Selhurst Park. Um, uh, Tim, uh, what, what's Abby going with? 1-1. 1-1, okay. And Caitlin is 1-0 Saints. Um, and then, of course, Saturday. Saturday, the 18th of December. Uh, that's a 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, Brentford at home. Uh, a nickname of Brentford. The Bees. The Bees, yes. Uh, famous fans, Slim Pickens. Phil Collins. Phil Collins is a famous... Yeah, he was a Brentford fan, apparently. But now, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll accept. Um, and I've also got Natalie Sawyer, Rick Wakeman, Dean Gaffney, and Cameron Diaz. Boom. <laughs> Ca- Cameron, Cam- Cameron Diaz is a massive Brentford fan. 
Where do you Hershey's. find these? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want to know. Um, anyway, Brentford, big, big win over Watford on Friday night, Tim. Um, moved them up to ninth in the table. I think that's where they still are now, anyway. Started really well, had a bit of a slip. Uh, they're doing okay again now, but, I mean, Kev seems to think they're going to go. Why you said a couple of weeks ago they were going to go down or come close to it still? Um, I don't think I said right at the beginning of the season that they were going to go down. Mm, and then they started to drop some points, and you were like, yeah, see, this is it. They're, they're, they're going to... They're going to slip. Um, I don't know. I still think they've got enough. But have they got enough to beat Saints on Saturday at St. Mary's? Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, if they can ride their – what I would consider their system, uh, their their money ball system, their players where they're more of a plug-and-play model where the idea is that they play everybody from the B team through the A team in the similar and same style. Um, initially how we did in the beginning of the season, but uh, they have a, like I said, they have their players that they signed are plug and play. They will have this. Uh, when you say plug yeah. and play, I mean, do you mean that they're USB 3.0 compatible? Uh, yes, that is correct. <laughs> because they they play, you know, they'll, they basically have people that are designed for the system and they'll, and they'll, and they use Midland as a team that also can be a feeder since they're similar how to Watford uses Udinese. They kind of have like a good matchup and a strong relationship there. And they're well, punching like Liverpool weight. use us, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that was 2018, not anymore. Yeah. They don't. They don't want any of our players anymore. <laughs> That's true. Well, we 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 don't have a particularly good history against playing Midland either. No, no, we don't. That's why. Not to say. So nonetheless, today, yeah. Yeah. Um. So nonetheless, they've got just uh, Ivan Tony is out. He's been out with COVID for this past game. We'll see what if he's going to be out again. Uh, we'll find out. But hopefully, he is happy and healthy and safe, but does not play against us. That would be ideal, because well said, uh, you still we still have to get uh, we still have to play against Brian Mabueno. And Rico Henry on the left side is fantastic. Norgard through the middle is also really good. And Sergi Canos, who's coming off a red, uh, yellow card suspension, will slot back in and play. But looking at some of the, looking at the remainder of their lineups, it's tough to actually figure out who's playing because sometimes I don't know who they are. I uh, couldn't tell you, couldn't, uh, I've wa- watched a few Pontus Janssen games. Uh, I've watched yeah, a few Pontus games. Yeah, Pontus Janssen was a Leeds last year and he's, uh, yeah, he's decent. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of the players haven't really stood out to me. Uh, Sergio Canos, uh, I saw, I saw him a few times. Norgard played a few times. I'm, I'm a fan and, of, um, Matthias Jensen. I think he's a great player. Great little mm-hmm. player. He hasn't really played yeah. an awful lot this season. I was kind of hoping he would, but yeah. Yeah. Norgard is the best that I saw that stood out to me in terms of progression alongside, uh, Sergio Canos, who plays on the wing. Yes. So those two are going to be my key men. And we'll, and so they're going to be matched up against Salisu. We'll see if they can throw them off. And I think they can. And I think, so I, I think, so, I'm sorry. I think Salisu can match up pretty well against them. Um, so, but we'll find out. And our lineup, who knows what's going on? Uh, it, Adams was listed with a facial injury. So maybe this is something where he just broke an eye socket or busted a tooth or something like that. No, and come back and just got a hamstring injury. Oh, is another hamstring injury? Well, Take that back. Cut That's that what out. I've heard. No, so, I heard. Did you know it, what? It, you say that. I, I heard it was a facial injury at the start of the game. But then I've looked afterwards and, and Ralph has said that there's um complications or it's complex hamstring. 
so I don't quite know. Facial injury. Mm. It was listed as a facial injury on the t- on the TV. Was listed as facial injury. Yeah, that's what I got. Anyway, facial injury to me sounds like he's had a botched nose job. Maybe he has. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's getting um, lip fillers for him. Maybe. Ponis Jansen, Norgard, uh, Matthias Jensen, Rico Henry, who we are linked with some t- uh, a little bit in the summertime. Uh, Brian Mobleno, uh You're looking at you're looking at a lot of those players starting, but I could not tell you their entire lineup. Unfortunately, it's one of the few teams that I can't. That's fine. That's cool. We're just gonna have to rotate, see what the you know what the fallout is from the from the Palace game, how many more injuries we have, and I'm just hope, Yeah, I'm just hoping Forster comes back. That's the one that looks more promising than McCarthy. Um. Okay. Uh. Predictions then. Who's gonna go first? I, Tim, you can go first with this one. And I, I I sense that you're you're feeling a, a loss here. Uh. Two one Brentford. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to be optimistic and say that we are going to win. Uh. Two now. Shay will be back from his um, plastic surgeon, and uh, he'll be back on form. Ah, oh, Kevin, I had that exact score. I'm going to change yeah. it if you don't mind. I- I'm going to I'm going to go one nil Saints. I'm still going to be optimistic. I think we can pick up four points in the week, and that'll be a good week. Yeah, I think we can we we can we can shut them out at home. I believe I, we have to believe. Um, yeah, one, one nil Saints for me. Um, and Alex oh. is going for. He's going for a 1-1. One, one. Um, wives, Kev, you said that it was 2-0 to uh, Saints over Brentford, didn't you? Yep. Uh, and yeah, Abby... Just copy. <laughs> yeah. And Abby is going... 2-0 to the Bees. I mean, she says your admiration for Brentford. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, we're back with extra time then, and we'll start with the predictions. Um, Arsenal then. So I went 2-0 Arsenal. Alex went 3-1 Arsenal, and you two uh, went 3-0 to Arsenal. So max points to you guys. Well done. Um, That leaves the scores. Uh, At the back is Alex with 10. Uh, Then it's Tim on 14. Then it's me on 22. Uh, and then Kevin, you're in the lead with 31. So, uh, Can you repeat that for my benefit, Raymond? You, you really wanted me to repeat that, or are you just um, being a dick? Um, both. Uh, Alex is on 10, Tim's on 14, I'm on 22, and you're on 31. 22, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, wife wars then, Kev. Uh, Marina said Arsenal would win 2 0, so she gets another two points, given a team. Uh, Gemma said 0 0. That keeps her 14. Uh, Abby said 4-1. That gives her two points, putting her also on 14. And Caitlin said Saints would win. Unlucky, 12 points. Uh, Super 6 then. Uh, Two rounds. Uh, Round 26 was won by Andrew Knight on 18 points. And round 27 was won by Colin Carter and Tom Hennigan with 14. Uh, The overall lead is still Colin Carter on 237 uh, fantasy football guys, uh, how have you got on? Uh, Tim, yeah, how did you do this week? This week I've been fantastic. Oh fuck off! Have you? Well, I used my wild card, and oh yeah, right, okay. I'm sitting on 57 plus four more people to go. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm 52. Oh fuck off! How are you guys doing so well? I 
jumped on the uh, Emmanuel Dennis bandwagon. Do you know what? He scored I, against Brentford. Yeah, I saw that and I thought I, I, I didn't see yours. So I saw he scored again. And I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely put him in my team. And I thought I won't because the second I put him in, he's gonna stop scoring. I resisted. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. I have, I've still got um, three players to play. But um, yeah, I've got a bit of a discipline problem and an injury crisis. Uh, not getting Cancelo got uh, sent off, didn't he? Oh, no, sorry, he picked up a, a yellow card. He's mm. got his fifth. He's got his fifth uh, fifth yellow card suspension. Yeah. Yeah. They just put a big fat fucking red thing next to his name. I'm like, did he get sent off today? Okay. Um. Yeah. Reguilon injured. Uh, although on Twitter I saw that he asked people not to um, tra- transfer him out. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll do what he says. <laughs> but I might have to uh, follow Dim's footsteps and uh, go with the wild card. You can have two of them, right? Yeah, you got to use it by the 28th, so you might as well. Yeah, and then Ray, I, th- I, I thoroughly recommend uh, you solve your injury crisis. Yep, usual suspects. Oliver Bose, Matt Markstone, and Freddie from the actually inside. They are the best. They are the best. Uh, big league. Bit difficult to say because the game week's not over. But um, same Dave Phillips, Bobby Brown, Harko, Sumana, topping our league. Uh, we can, all, as you're here, Tim, we can actually check in with the uh, championship draft that we did at the start of the season. Um, so let us know how that is going. Absolutely. So for a little reminder, what it is is that uh, there, with Kevin, Ray, me, and Alex, we all picked. Uh, teams that are in the uh, EFL, the championship, and it's based on total points at the end of the year. So we've all drafted six teams, and we're following those six teams, add up all the total points, whoever wins has the most points, and that's it. Uh, so it is an absolute dash this year. Right now, as of 12-11-2021, we, I have 176 points, uh, Alex has 174, Ray has 172, and Kevin has 166. It wow. is a crapshoot all the way through. That is bloody close. Looking good. I still got Luton Town. I can't remember. I can't remember what my team's at. No, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We'll, 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 we'll check in with it again. Um, Kev, Russian phrase? I think you got Derby anyway. Okay, so this week's Russian phrase is Ходячие мертвецы. Ходячие мертвецы. Ходячие мертвецы. Ходячие мертвецы. Мертвецы. That's another tough one. Go on, Tim. Good luck. Ходячие мертвецы. Good effort. Which means, of course, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Well done, Kev. So next week, then, we will be discussing uh, both Crystal Palace and Brentford. Um, and then we will be looking ahead to the... Is that the West Ham one after that? Yes, it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're looking for... Then we'll, then we'll be previewing our games against West Ham and Tottenham, I believe. Okay, um, so until then... Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.